Daylight Magazine, coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segment designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Just as I am without one plea, but thy blood washed for me, and that thou bidst me
The next segment is Reflections, written by Ebenezer Quay and presented by Julian Amo. The turbulence you see isn't for an ambulance. Take a stance of faith, for it will create a balance. Don't reach to the phone, but to the gracious throne. It will give you a better tone of life, not to be prone. You will later realize the struggle is only fallacious. When you realize the Almighty God is all gracious, yes, the disturbance may not bring the nuance, but the dance, they must see its continuance. For He has turned the morning into dancing again, and He has lifted the sorrow of the arrow of pain. And that's our God. You can't deny Him. Written by Ebenezer Koi. Dear listener, we thank God for granting us another blessed morning to come here to share His word with you. And for our main text, it is from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And Matthew eleven twenty-nine tells us here that, Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Amen. Monday's lesson is captioned, Planting and Harvesting. And as the great controversy theme is implicit in Jesus' parable of the sower, the listing of four types of responses to the gospel message indicates that there are more than just good and bad people in the world. Life is more complex than that, and so we need to be careful how we approach those who don't seem to respond to the gospel as we think they should. Choose this lesson building on rock and the issue of where we stand in the cosmic struggle that unfolds around us is made very personal in the parable of the man building a house on the rock. And with this, we got to know what the difference between judging a person and judging the rightness or wrongness of their actions and why is that a very important distinct to make. And today's further thought is the same summarization. And I believe that most of us are happy out there to listen to this good news because we missed a lot throughout the week. Stay tuned, stay glued to your sets as we come your way with the daily devotional series. I am Sandra Ahia and with me here has always been our pastor, William Opon Danka. Please welcome. Thank you. Looking at the idea of the great controversy as something we see to be so broad and great a reality that's how the 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 great controversy is seen to be because it talks about a story or explains something much 
much more broad, not that uh, local. That is the great controversy. But despite that, we see that this great controversy, which looks so great, uh, then we are all involved in this great controversy. We are part, and actually the, the battle is raging in our hearts. That the battle, whether we, we will choose God or not to choose God, this battle is raging. And it deals more with how we relate to our God, how we deal with temptation, and how we deal with others. So that's what we are, we've been looking at. And we are looking at how Jesus Christ brought hope even amidst this great controversy with his teaching. And how to help us escape this great controversy. That's what we've been looking at. So we are dealing more with Jesus' teachings. And his teachings of hope. And his teachings which tells us of the reality of this great controversy. And how he thinks through his teachings to help us make the right choice. That's what we've been looking at. So Jesus, we are looking at one of his sermons. All of his teachings about rest. Uh, which we can find in Matthew eleven twenty nine. Our Bible, our Lord and Savior tells us, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and lonely in heart and you find rest for your soul so jesus is telling us that if we are to come to him we will find a true rest in him uh, talking about rest as uh, something which permeates through scripture as uh, something we see throughout scripture from the stats when god created the world the bible tells us on the seventh day he rested and he sets that day aside that we are to rest as we usher in the Sabbath. And it's supposed to be weekly. So we see it from even creation, God ushering in a rest. And we saw that in God's dealing with the Israelites, he gave them uh, another rest. Like every seven years uh, was to be or were to be a Sabbath for these people. So we could see the idea of rest permeating through the scripture. And we see that whenever God's people are obedient to him and are remaining in him, they find true rest. And this true rest they get from only God. Because with this true rest they get from God, they are free from their adversary, from the enemy. You could see God was with them. And this rest, we see it more when they came back from captivity. They really understood the rest of God. But whenever they become disobedient, they see that they, they do not get this rest. They do not escape from their enemies. They are always in danger. So for us to, to get this rest, we ought to remain in Jesus Christ. And this rest we are looking at is a generous package Jesus Christ gives to mankind. As something is given unto us. First, he's ready to usher us into a Sabbath rest so that we will get to know him. And then again, he will give us true rest. And this true rest is the inner peace we gain from our Lord and Savior. And finally, he assures us that he will take us home where we will ultimately get this rest because Satan is in there and is trying to fight us. But if we abide in Jesus Christ, this true rest we can get. Also, in Jesus' teachings, he gave a parable or he narrated a parable about this great sower. That a sower went into the field, went out to sow, and some of the seeds fell on the roadside, some fell on stony grounds, some also fell on, on thorny grounds, and also we got to know that some fell on the good soil. And we saw that as he narrated this parable, it also gives us the idea of the great controversy that Satan is really working hard to knowing that the gospel will relieve us. He's working out to get it read from us. So we got to know that the message that fell on the grounds are those who do not, when, whenever the message comes, they do not understand the message. So as such, the, the message leaves them and they still go back into their difficulties. The message which also fell or the seed 
that fell on the stony ground. We got to know that these people at first accept God's message, but when trials and temptation comes their way, this message leaves them. And the message or the seed that fell on thorny grounds, we got to know that some also, whenever they get the message, because of, of the difficulties, the trials in this world, they are unable to hold on to the message because there will be no roots in them to hold on to this message. But the one that fell on the good soil, we got to know that, of course, these are those who accept the message, understand the message, and the message work within them. So it tells us whenever we hear God's word, there is the struggle. And Jesus is teaching us, he's admonishing us that we ought to be the good seed. We should give ourselves to him and he's ever ready to help us. So this gives us the reality of the great controversy and our Lord ever ready to give us this great message. We thank God so much for how far he has brought us, for taking us through this lesson. It is indeed a blessing to be part of this great lesson. I have been blessed and I believe you have also been blessed. Go out there, share the word with others so that they may also receive the blessings from Abba Father who art in heaven. Our pastor will give us his last words. God wants to save us. He wants our hearts. He has given us the assurance. He is with us always. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus 233-244-673528 or 244 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta, Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. A-W-R, Ghana. Voice of this is a special announcement. Starting from the 27th of March 2016 to the 29th of October 2016, our new frequency for the summer broadcast will be 11955 kHz. Thank you. Yet it was a heartache that made him cry. He gave his life so you would understand. Is there any way you could say no to this man? If Christ himself we're standing here, face full of glory and eyes full of tears. He'd hold out his arms with his nail printed hands. Is there any way you could say no to this man? 
of truth. Beloved, you are welcome to the moment of truth. I am your humble servant, Ochre Benjamin Dankwa. Today's message is entitled, Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene and the empty tomb. What happened after the death of Jesus? The disciples, the mother of Jesus, Mary, the wife of Cleopatra, and Mary Magdalene, and all others went to their houses. They went and slept when the Sabbath was approaching. During the Sabbath, the Bible said they all kept quiet, meaning there was silence. No one was doing any funeral on behalf of Jesus. But early Sunday morning, the three Marys, Mary Magdalene, 
the wife of Cleopa and Mary, the mother of Jesus, went to the tomb with prepared incense that they, were, they have prepared to use over the body of Jesus. But when they went there, they saw something extraordinary. They saw an angel, an angel of the Lord, an angel of God, with its brightful state. And the angel communed with them. When they found out that Jesus, the body of Jesus, is not in the tomb, Mary and Mary Magdalene and the wife of Cleopa ran back to inform Peter and John what they saw at the tomb. But Mary Magdalene did not go with them. She did not. And she was in the tomb. What was she doing? This account could be found, can be found in John chapter 20. John chapter 20 verse 10 to 18. A very interesting account. And I want us to look at it carefully. Why did Mary Magdalene wait? What was she looking for? Mary was looking for the body, the dead body of Jesus. She thought the body has been stolen because the Savior is not there. Where is the corpse of Jesus? That was all the concern of Mary Magdalene. So Mary was weeping, going and coming in the tomb. But an interesting thing happened. When you read the account very well, when Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the wife of Cleopa, went to inform Peter and John about the incident, verse 10 says, Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb, cried as he wept. She bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels, white seated, where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. So when they went and informed Peter and John, Peter and John also came. They saw what happened. The Bible said John understood that yes, indeed, Jesus has resurrected because they saw the bloody linen clothes that was haphazardly thrown away. And they also saw the folded napkin, which was used to cover the face of Jesus, which is an indication that he himself has risen from the dead. But the apostles were challenged that they couldn't find any scripture to support what they have seen. So Peter and John, being a true disciple of Jesus, went back to their homes and sleep early in the morning. So they asked Mary why he was cry- she was crying. So Mary was persistent, so he asked them, If you have found my Savior, please let me know, so that I can go for him. Wherever you have, you have taken the body, wherever you have kept it, please give it to me, because it is important. I want to see my Savior, whether he is dead or he is alive. Mary never knew that Jesus has resurrected. Until then, Jesus appeared unto him. What I want to draw your attention on is that it is only patience that can lead us to see Jesus. Mary waited patiently, crying to see Jesus. If he had the, body, the, the, the body of Jesus has been stolen or he is risen, he wanted to see. So he waited, weeping, 
crying patiently and Jesus appeared to him. The first of the disciples, Mary was not part of the 12 disciples. He was a follower of Jesus. But he was the first to see Jesus, the resurrected Christ. Why? Because he waited patiently. When the disciples went back to their homes, after seeing what has happened, they went back to sleep. But Mary waited patiently. Beloved, it is only patience that can lead us to see God. We can't worship God in haste. We can't worship God with rush. If you are re- 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 requesting something from him, if you need something from the Lord, you have to wait patiently. Sometimes you need to weep as Mary did. When he does that, Jesus appeared to him and he went back and informed them that that the other disciples that he, she has seen Jesus. Beloved, we are all Christians and we are before the feet of Christ. Before we can see Jesus, we need patience. May the Lord grant us patience whilst we look forward to see our coming King when he appears in the clouds of heaven the second time. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a special announcement. Starting from the 27th of March 2016 to the 29th of October 2016, our new frequency for the summer broadcast will be 11955 kHz. Thank you. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or 244 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box A5595, Adenta, Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>